Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Affable Chat Off Script. In this episode, myself, Joey, and my friend Kevin sat down to relax, drink, and talk about some poorly made internet content. However, as the recording went on, we seemed to be drifting back in time, our audio distorting as the Hayes Division Mead entered our bloodstream, and as we dove deeper and deeper into an alternate world of fantasy. Yes, for certain that was the case. It was definitely not my own incompetence that screwed up the original recording in a way that is both frustrating and unsatisfying to fix. No, it is in fact an added element of the audio art form, not an obnoxious equipment issue. So please, enjoy this episode of Affable Chat Offscript in its entirely intended form. Okay, I think it's like we're recording. Yes. Kevin, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. All right, I'm here, here with Kevin. We are here to do a couple of different things. The first thing we're going to do is we're going we're to review some mead that was sent to me by the, the one and only Clyde Hayes of Hayes Division. This is a Texas honey mead uh, from Vinland Meads. Uh, you can find um, Clyde at HayesDivision.com or HayesClan.com. He makes his own mead, guys. Uh, if you want to go hear my conversation with him, you can go check it out on his uh, podcast. Um, but he was nice enough to send me this mead. I mean, okay, here's the thing, Kevin, right? You meet a man. He says, I'm renovating a space to make it into a Viking wedding venue uh -huh. a, a viking themed wedding venue and he says i make my own mead and he says i will send you some if you if you want and i what are you supposed to say you're not going to say no to that are you kidding me it's free mead somebody's going to send you mead through the mail what kind of magical world we live in and so i have of course i said yes and he's been asking me to review it to talk about it so i'm going to open it live right now and we're going to drink it on this podcast it's got a cork and everything. I it got my can bottle only be good. <laughs> That's only be good. Kevin, you have no, you know, you have you have no vested interest in this. You know, you have no reason to lie. So, <laughs> I have never even tried mead before. The so. only oh, perfect. The only other mead I've ever had it was made in somebody's dorm room. So this Gross. This, this has got to be better than that. <laughs> oh man, the bar is so low. Okay, I got my nice my nice goblet here that I won at a polar polar bear oh. run. Nice, I got 5K a... for being first in my uh, my uh, age group. Nice, I got a classic mason jar just from Walmart. Perfect. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll fill you up. Let's get this nice foley work here. Here, I'll just give you a little bit. Oh man, <laughs> so first off, it has a great uh, little luster to it. Um, it's it's brown. Uh, it's well, like, light brown in the like, sense. I mean, more descriptive than brown. It's like All right. a. To find more descriptive, it looks like a, it looks like urine that's been sit out too long. It is. It's kind of a nice, you know, healthy brown color. Oh man, it smells like alcohol. It definitely smells like alcohol. All right, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Not bad. Oh, that's good. That's oh wow, it's sweet. I actually, oh man. All right. This might be a problem. <laughs> this, might, this might be too good. It smells like al alcohol. It doesn't taste like alcohol. No, it tastes great. It tastes a lot better than it smells. Yeah. Definitely a sipping beverage, though. No, definitely. I, <laughs> I can definitely taste the honey. Like, it, it's just very honey. Yeah, it's just sitting it's very, on my tongue. Very uh, um, sweet. Okay. Well, 
<laughs> my plan for today is we're going to uh, drink this bottle that I have here, and Kevin and I are going to uh, go on a little internet journey. So Kevin is a world-class, in my opinion, DM of uh, D&D 5E, Dungeons and Dragons. He knows everything about it. Oh, he's I, got, I know enough. He's got a lot of books. He's got, pay, he's got bookmarks. He's got notes. One day he said to me, I have to figure out which part of my three binders of notes uh, this one section is in. So, oh, God. <laughs> well, how many, how many games are you running right now? Uh, I'm currently we, uh, running two games, uh, one game every week and one uh, our game yep. um, every, every other week. But I also play in a game uh, one, uh, each week. So it's like so you're participating in some way in three different D and D games every week. In a way, yeah. And you're playing Pathfinder. Yeah, Path. Well, I'm playing Pathfinder: Wrath of the Righteous. Great game. Uh, it came out a couple months ago. Uh, a little shout out on that. Uh, everyone, check it out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, Kevin really knows his stuff, but. So I was inspired by a YouTube thumbnail that I saw. I never even actually watched the video. By this, it's actually a good video. By this uh, YouTube channel called XP, XP to Level 3. To Level 3, right. Uh, this guy named Jacob, who's a funny guy on YouTube, makes D&D content. And he reviewed some of the lowest ranked um, or the lowest rated uh, um, things, homebrewed things on D&D Beyond, which are basically spells or races or items or whatever that people made up for their own personal games. Unofficial content. Right, exactly. So you, you can do this, it's, it's a fun thing to do, but of course, um, whenever, some, whenever the internet is allowed to do something, you're gonna have some bad ones out there. So <laughs> uh, what I've done is I've found the uh, D&D Beyond, I've gone to the magical items, and I have sorted by the worst rated ones. Uh, the one that has the lowest rating has negative 55 points. So I think it'll be fun to drink some mead with my good friend Kevin and to talk about and review some of these um, really poorly made homebrew items. So uh, how's that sound, Kevin? You ready? Sounds great. All right. We'll start with the, ne the Necronomicon of the Undead. Very redundant. Yes. Name. All right. So it's a wondrous item, legendary. Um, the Necronomicon of the Undead has a hard skin leathered covered book with many spells that hold the power of necromancy. The cover of the book shows a face that seems to have come from a real human, but was ripped off of its head. All right, the, uh, the origin. The Necronomicon of the Undead was made before the war between the undead and the living to outnumber uh, the side of the living, but the book was cursed by one of the great wizards. Once the book was cursed, the book had to be sealed right away to prevent anyone to have the terrible curse. Many have tried to get the book for years, but none have passed a trial by the necromancer, the guardian of the book. After a few years guarding the book, the necromancer was filled with a greed, uh, with greed, sorry, and took the book for himself and his desires. To regain the book, the great wizard killed him once and for all, and he was returned the book. He has returned the book to its rightful place. Okay, I don't know if it's poorly written or if I'm just bad at reading. No, it's poorly written. Uh, the powers. The Necronomicon of the Undead grants the power to summon any number of undead creature. The cursed, whoever uh, wields the book, uh, will have an eternal curse cast on them once touched. The curse will not let you throw or let go of the book until you die. The only way to lift the curse is when rolling a dice if you used up all the charges of the book. <laughs> this is so bad. First of all, it doesn't tell you what the book can do. It, it, well, okay, it, it says you can summon an, un, any number of undead okay, creatures. Okay, okay, mechanically, it tells you nothing. First of all, also, it has... 
how many charges does it have? It says until all the charges. Uh, until all the charges, Kevin. Come on. But the thing that kills me that this this idea already exists. Does it really? I said, yeah. Um, as an artifact, I, I think there's ones uh, in Tasha's and also one in the player. Uh, no, Dungeon Master's Guide. I forget the name of it, but um. In one of the games uh, I run, one of the, it's a bunch of kids who uh, I, I run it for, and they just tell me all about all these different uh, powerful items <laughs> that they want. But th 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 this is, th th there's nothing to it. This is literally, there, this is, I, any number of, what? Yeah, so, so, okay, like, let's say I find this book, right? And okay. I'm like, okay, I want to rule the world. Why don't I just sum, um, summon a million zombies? And, you know, that's all I need to do, right? Or, you know, 10 million skeletons. And then I'll just overrun the world with skeletons and zombies. <laughs> Perfect, right? Uh, not game-breaking at all. No, no. Uh, but uh, <laughs> all, all the other characters so, will be just hacking at zombies but, and skeletons for the rest of their lives. But, like, any undead creature? Does that mean you get to just... Summon a lich or sure it says any undead creature. Any number of undead creature. <laughs> this would never be allowed in my game. <laughs> it's just not clear. Like I can definitely see this being in a game, but like if it like actually had some like mechanics to it, there's just sure. nothing to it. Also, but first of all, the curse is kind of lackluster. Like uh a, a necro necrom yeah, like okay, so it's 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 a it's you can it binds to you, right? But you just can't you you can just not use it, right? It's you not just like, can't throw it away. You just can't get rid of it until you use all the charges up. Which yeah, who knows what a charge is? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the the only way to lift this curse is when rolling a dice. <laughs> it could not be more clear. I think. <laughs> I I I think every time you use this book, I either you should like um lose health or maybe if you right. use it too many times you lose level just something real tangible yeah, but yeah. you can summon any number of dead undead creatures but it, it takes away from your life yeah, or something. yeah. That, that that would be a good curse and actually bring a, a, any like substance to this but right, right now there's it's just you just said words <laughs> there's nothing to it there's nothing mechanically to this thing all right. Well, maybe you'll be more impressed with the next one on our list, the Anime Girl Ring. Oh, I'm excited for this one. <laughs> the ring is a small silver uh, ring, and when and when identify is cast on it, is revealed it's a ring of three wishes. But when a player puts it on, it tightens around their fingers, so it can't be removed, and it automatically attuned to it. While attuned, a player gains the following benefits. They gain plus eight to charisma to a max of 28. They gain dark vision for an extra 60 feet. Cursed! The ring is cursed, and anyone who attunes to it will feel a warm sensation go through their body, making them more comfortable and unwilling to part with the ring. The attuned creature becomes a size of small. <laughs> their eyes get bigger, and their mouths get smaller. The attuned creature becomes overjoyed and want to hug and kiss anyone they meet. If a creature was hugged or kissed on the lips for more than six seconds, a new anime girl ring appears on the non-attuned creature's finger, attuning them to the ring and gains the curse. The attuned creature's hair grows longer. If the cursed creature is male, they become feminine. 
So first of all, I, I, I'm starting to notice a theme uh, in the sense of the, these are items players want, but to allow to to allow in the game, they definitely put a drawback. But the drawback really isn't anything. It's uncommon, Kevin. It doesn't come up that often. It's, no, that means it comes up so often. It, it's common, uncommon, rare, legendary, and artifact. It's, it's only tier two of rarity. There, there, there'd be so many anime girls out there, especially if you kiss. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what if I just summoned some zombie anime girls, like, <laughs> my Necromancer book? As long as you kiss someone only for five seconds, you're good. But it has to be six seconds. Six seconds, yeah. So I guess that's, like, one turn, right? I think that's why they chose that. Oh, you have to kiss someone for a whole turn? <laughs> this is so stupid. I, my favorite part of this is how they describe how they look and everything, and then they go into the, <laughs> they go into the mechanics, and then they return to how they look at the end of the description. <laughs> one thing about... <laughs> Yeah. Also, but the plus eight charisma and max twenty eight—that's just like I want to be broken. Right. Well, this is the thing that I think got me about this is like, it, doesn't it remove all player autonomy at this point? Right. Like you just suddenly become the anime girl and want to kiss everyone. Like you, a little bit. You stop becoming your character. And like, does it say how you get rid of it? I mean, I don't think so. No. Well, I, if it's cursed, then you can probably use remove curse, um, spell, which is not that. It's not that high. But then you keep the spell. charisma? Well, the I think the curse is muted for maybe an hour or 24 hours. I don't remember. But, um, oh, man, there's so many rules. But, uh, <laughs> but first of all, the plus eight charisma, that's just stupid because the, the game's not balanced to that. The, bal the game is pretty much balanced to max stats of, of 20. Right. Um, and so going, desiring to go beyond that is already game breaking. The only couple item, the only item that I truly know that does that is the belt of giant strength, like kill giant, fire giant, storm giant. Sure. And those make sense because fucking giants. Giants are big. <laughs> giants are big. They, they hit hard and that, that puts your strength up pretty high. But any other item that, that puts Yeah, your... an item that you can just randomly come across, which you can't identify. It's impossible to identify. Wait, it says it's impossible to well, identify? When I identify as cast, it reveals as a ring of three wishes. Oh! <laughs> no! <laughs> no! That, I didn't even notice that. So imagine, like, you know, you, you find, a, like, a pile of loot or something, right? You're like, oh, I just killed the dragon, and there's, like, a big pile of gold, and you're like, oh, a, 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 a ring uh, is atop the, the pile of gold. And you're like, you cast Identify on it. A ring of three wishes. Oh, perfect. I, I would hate this out of player because it's a really good... Ha ha, gotcha! It really is a gotcha. There's nothing you can do about it. Oh, oh gross. <laughs> and it's automatically attuned and everything. Amazing. This deserves all its negative. <laughs> well, how many points. negatives have we got? Negative 39. Negative yeah, pretty bad. Okay. Uh, let's move on to the next one on this list, uh, which is uh, uh, Abadez, Sword of God Slaying. Is that I say that right? Yeah. Okay. Sure. It's a long sword, artifact, uh, angelic wrath. All attacks made with this weapon are made at advantage, and two t attacks can be made as a bonus action. Um, angelic mercy. You can cast healing word as a reaction at first level. If you see an ally fall unconscious within 60 feet, even if you don't have access to the spell. After level 15, attunement growth. While attuned to this weapon, you add your character level to your hit Ugh. and damage totals for this weapon. Ugh. Death strike. Rolling a 20 on a melee attack results in activating the effect of the spell power word kill targeting any creature within 60 feet. I'm sorry, I don't understand any of those words. Uh, broken divinity. 
Target damaged by this weapon can't regain hit points until the start of your next turn. And proficiency with a long sword allows you to add your proficiency bonus to the, to oh, the attack standard. roll for any attack you make with right. it. That's the only thing that I actually agree with. <laughs> it's the last part the where last you add part. proficiency. <laughs> because, yeah. No, this... this oh, God, man. <laughs> hey, players who just want to be broken and be broken miss the point of this game. Right. Uh, th 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 this item does, like, seven things in one. I... No. Oh my gosh! Just uh, just the healing word thing alone. Wait, or, wait! I don't see the healing word. Oh, the the angelic oh. mercy. As a reaction. As a reaction, and oh. you can you don't even have to have access to the spell. Oh well, well. It's just I, part of the item. Well, a lot, a lot of items can give you spells to cast, but okay. and oh, if it falls unconscious within sixty feet. Oh, I, I, I actually, I, if it was just the two. Yeah. Actually, no, no. Uh, it. Definitely not the first one. Definitely not Angelic's Wrath. But Angelic Mercy, that, that one seems actually, if that was just part of the item. Seems nice. I, I would allow it. Like, um, my, my character in one of my games has, a, has, has an item once per day. If, uh, if a character falls unconscious as a reaction, I can uh, stabilize them at one hit point. Okay. I, I think that's, that's fine. It's, but all the other stuff, like Power Word Kill on a crit? First of all, rolling 20... Oh. So what, wait, wait, so what does that mean? So you roll a 20 on a melee attack, results in activating the effect of the spell Power Word Kill. Okay, Power Word Kill is a spell where literally it's die! And then you die? Yeah, if you fail to save and stuff. Wow. Uh, it also could do a lot of damage, and it's just... So wait, wait, targeting any creature. So you, so you, can, you can crit one guy and then kill anyone else you see in, the, in, the, uh, in your vicinity. This should be broken down into at least three different items. It should definitely not be one. I'm, it's it, it's 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 too complex. Too That's much. crazy. Oh I, my I, gosh. <laughs> Targets damaged by this weapon can't regain hit points. So, okay. And start your next turn. Is that a normal? Have you seen that before? Oh okay, yeah. The, um. There's a there's a spell. Uh, it's a cantrip. I think it's just undead or all all creatures. But if you hit them with it, they can't regain. You know what? This item would be awesome if if, if it's just broken divinity and and angelic uh, and angelic mercy. Okay. That'd be fine. Um, and maybe maybe angelic's wrath, but if only if it, you can make an additional attack as a bonus action. And it, for an two attacks as a bonus. No, 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 no. One, <laughs> one. Because if you if, if you had that in a fighter, and let's say you're I have an artifact at that point, and you're level. Like what? Yeah. Le level eleven. Yeah. That would be uh, you. You just have a standard three attacks, and then two more attacks as a bonus action. Nah, 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 son. All right, uh, let's. I, I want to see. Ah. Okay, okay. We'll we'll, we'll check out. Ah, uh, it's uh, how many A's is that? It's at least ten, maybe fifteen A's. Uh, negative twenty-four points. This is a uh, armor chain shirt. Common. This is an unknown potion that can do anything you want. God damn it. Made of interlocking metal rings, a chain shirt is worn between layers of clothing or leather. This armor offers modest protection to the wearer's upper body and allows the sound of the rings rubbing against one another to be muffled by outer layers. Uh, I, okay. I don't understand. First of all, I don't know if they. I don't think they know what a potion is. Yeah, it's this unknown potion that can do anything you want, and then it goes on to describe armor. First of all, this armor already exists. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, uh, something. Shif in our game has has an armor uh, like this. It's just uh, armor that just yeah. But muffles you. Does, doesn't fall like get disadvantage. Maybe from... this is just like a way that he hid, like giving himself a potion. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Damn it, players. Hold on. We, hold on. There's one comment. Let me see what it says. Oh my god. Oh, I do want to see something. Uh, why is this not a potion? <laughs> there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, TJ Max three fourteen, for uh, saying what we we're all thinking. Okay, I'm gonna skip down. AK forty seven. Okay, wait, AK forty seven. Let's do that one. <laughs> Weapon, uh, rifle, automatic, common, used by ma many soldier to different places. <laughs> Great. It's up to you to decide whether a character has proficiency with a firearm. Characters in most D&D worlds wouldn't have such proficiency. During their downtime, characters can use the, the training rules in the player's handbook to acquire proficiency, uh, assuming they have enough ammunition to keep the weapons working while mastering their use. Okay, so... That's the only restriction. All right, so... <laughs> if, you, if you have enough ammo for your AK-47. If anyone... Well, hopefully people are listening, but uh, anyone out there listening, if you feel like you want to make a homebrew item, this is what I'm asking of you. Okay. Please tell us what it does. <laughs> Please give us numbers and... And anything, yeah, that we that mechanically that is the um that, that is, it does. The, there's three comments. The first comment says, "Uh, but what what are its stats?" <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. What is oh, you have a gun. Great. I shoot. Oh my them. gosh. Great. What do you do? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What does it do? How much does a bullet do? Yeah, you know, yeah, that's that's hilarious. There are guns in D. Yeah, there are. There absolutely Pistols are pistols and stuff. And, and, well, there, there's actually rules in uh, the player handbook for different technological levels, and mm -hmm. if like uh, you can have a musket or a revolver, and there's even space guns. Like, holy crap! Can you imagine just like pulling one of these out and like a you know, you're fighting you're fighting like a like a swarm of something, and you just like whip out your AK-47, like so. Okay, okay. What's funny is. People just need to be slightly creative. You can reskin items that already exist. Like, sure. If, if you have a wand of magic missile, like if you blow all um, all nine charges at once, you're casting a magic missile at ninth level. That's an AK-47 sure. right there. That that is that would be what three um three plus nine. That's twelve magic missiles, right from right from a wand that automatically hit. Like, that's an AK-47. Yeah. You yeah. did it. Well, you know, AK-47s are famously inaccurate. Well, but... I know, I know. But hey, magic. Hey, 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 hey. All right, I want to move down to the bag of holding everything. Let's oh, see what this I'm already, is. I already want this item. All right, it's a wondrous item, legendary. The bag of holding everything is a pretty normal bag of holding, except it has over 100,000 bags of holding within it. Uh, each with a spell scroll that can do extremely specific effect. Since you can't logically draw any item the same time twice or even get what you're intending, the user rolls a d20 to decide how effective the effect of the scroll drawn excuse me, is to the situation. The specific effect will be made up by the DM on the fly depending on the roll. Person who made this, this is awesome. <laughs> I hate you. That's so. This much is the best one I've seen DM. so far. No, no, no! It, it, first of all, it, it can't work. Because... It's like a procedurally generated item, but no, no, it's, no, like, no, no, it's no, completely no. dependent on your brain. No, before we even get there, before we even get there, this is uh, the rules. This this cannot work. I, I, I according to oh, rules gosh. as written, because if you put a bag of holding within a bag of holding, you just created a nuke. 
Right. No, like literally that, 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 like that there, I... a pocket dimension inside of a pocket dimension. Or well, no, like what happens if you do that? I forget how, how many uh, feet by feet, but it literally, it distorts space and time and it just rips a hole in everything and boom, people dead. Just dead. Is that the thing that people have tried to do, I guess, and like it's happened in games before? Like, well, no, bags it, holding it, bags handbook, that, it says this is the rule. You can't put it you, in there. Like, if you put a bag of holding into, uh, or if you try to put a um, portable hole into a bag of holding, boom, you got your nuke. Uh, <laughs> th th there's, a famous, there's a famous meme out there where it has a arrow that has a, a, portable, um, a portable hole rolled up as its tip and then it has a bag of holding on um on one so when you hit someone with it the portal hole shoots into the, the bag. bag of holding and you just have your long range nuke that's awesome and no it, it is awesome because it's in the it, it definitely works but ten thousand oh no a hundred thousand bags oh that, wait, wait so i'm confused by this because there's each one of these so this bag of holding has a hundred thousand bags of holding, which we've already established is impossible. Mm -hmm. But the only thing inside of those bags of holding are singular spell scrolls. So a spell scroll doesn't weigh that much, right? And a bag of holding can hold up to five hundred. So, well, depending on the bag of holding, can hold up to five hundred. So pounds. why put the bags of holding in bags of holding? Why not just put a hundred thousand spell scrolls exactly. into your bag of holding? Exactly. <laughs> This item doesn't need to exist. <laughs> but it's even better because it's like you, you, the DM, have uh, to decide what happens. Like what random spell out of any spell that you can imagine, essentially. Just play a wild magic sorcerer extremely if you want this. Special, extremely specific effect. Uh, it's hilarious. People, people, people. <laughs> you hey, can't, if you're going to do this, at least What, make what does a it chart. mean you can't logically draw any item from the same... This, any item the same time twice. I think it's saying that you... That's a weird way of saying you can't grab two scrolls at once. Okay. But... Okay. Lo logic... Can, can I... Can, Why not? What, can I illogically pull one? Oh, maybe you can't because it's inside of another bag of holding. Maybe that's the, uh, the thing. Well, no, actually, but also how a bag of holding works is you, you put your hand in, you think about the item that you want, and then you pull that item out. So you would have to pull that bag of holding out, then reach into the bag of holding and think about that other... Right. People, 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 think about <laughs> your items before you write. Like, if you spend five minutes on it... All right, all right, how about this one? The Amulet of the Fool. Negative 13 points. A pendant of the shape of a laughing mask grants wear, wear plus two charisma. Oh, that, that's fine. Um, that's that's not that bad. Uh, in in, in the sense that, it, it I I can definitely see this person um uh, wanted to just put like plus two charisma or had one way to to track it. He probably doesn't understand how to customize on D and D or I or they. I don't want to just assume. Um. Yeah. Uh, uh, on D and Beyond, so they need an item that puts up to charisma. That's fine, but that item already exists. Yeah, somebody there's a comment that's pretty detailed. It says this isn't really a bad item. It's just not terribly interesting or well fitted to five E standards. The only pure stat items I can think of in game are strength belts and tomes that are permanent stat increases. Yeah, it's hard to keep track of multiple little plus two, plus one, plus two here and there bonuses to stats, and easy to end up with confused character sheets that don't necessarily mean you have plus two raw stats, but something to keep in mind when making, t uh, making items. If you want to do stuff like that, just go play Pathfinder. Yeah. Pathfinder is all about that, and I recommend it, but if you don't want to do that, don't do that. Right. 
All right, let's see if we can find another one that's that's uh, good. Uh, let's see, let's see. I've moved to the second page here. Wait, 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 wait. did I see A.A. Ron? A.A. Ron's Potion, Potion of, of Life. Life. Here we go. Uh, Potion Artifact. The target, if dead, is alive uh, with no bad stuff, <laughs> will temporarily have 1,000 hit points. Only one of these potions is known to exist. Okay, temporarily, what's the duration? Right. Do I temporarily have it until it's gone? People, people, give us parameters. What does uh, if dead is alive with no bad stuff mean? <laughs> uh, 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 if dead is alive. So if, you, so if you're dead, um, but you don't have any... If you, if you're, yeah, if you're already dead, right, but you don't have any additional, like, curses or, like, you know, debuffs, I, then you can use this potion? <laughs> uh, nah, just no bad stuff, man. You just know what no that bad is. Stuff, just no bad stuff. All right, how about this one? Uh, <laughs> Ablard's uh, Potion of Immortality. You become immortal and cannot die of sickness or old age. You can will the potion's effect to wear down in a minute and will the effects to come back over a time period of one minute. When the effects wear down, you do not gain the age or sickness you collected during the effect period. So you can like control how much you age, it seems. And you can even uh, resist sickness. It, well, is this immortal in the sense that you can't die of old, old it's age? It's immortal in that you don't... Your body doesn't deteriorate. Well, no, it says you become immortal and can't die of sickness or old age. So mm. immortal in the sense of you can't take damage. Right. Um, but I, this is, eh, eh, I, I, if you want this, play Monk. Like Monk has this built into their character. Character. <laughs> like class. Like come on, people. Like right. There's already so much I like already covered basically. I, yeah, I, I get you don't want to like get to like level high levels on that sort of that stuff doesn't really happen all the time. But I'm just like you know I'm picturing someone just being like, and now I age for one minute or something like I don't know like I age for the next ten years. It's like what are you doing that like this is even useful to you? So be like oh like like it's the epilogue and like they get this immortality potion so now they can like use it now and then like oh and now like my character but. Like never ages because he he can will his uh his age like at will or whatever. Well, the, the aging stuff can be a lot of fun. Um, in one of my games, uh, one of the players is a uh, wild magic sorcerer, and he's rolled on the table. So when when he when when you cast a spell as a wild magic sorcerer, uh, you have to roll on 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 well. I think it's roll. If you roll in that one um, afterwards, you have to roll on the wild magic uh table. And one of the things is, uh, you. You regress so many years, or you gain so many years. Mm. So he started at like age twenty-five, dropped down to eighteen, came back to twenty-three, and stuff. It, it's fun stuff, and yeah. it can be fun. But a, a lot of these items just remind me of uh, South Park in the sense of <laughs> I have the power. I have all the powers that I want. Right. <laughs> just like whatever you can imagine, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's like the that's like the beauty of D and D is that like you know. Almost anything is possible, right? But like, if you're just gonna make an item that gives you the ability to do whatever you're, is possible, it kind of ruins the fun of it because it's like part of the fun of the game is like finding a clever way to get to that point, right? Yeah, a lot of these items are just cheat codes. All right, let's see what these boots of haste are. Um, wondrous item, rare, uh, requires attunement by a creature wearing the boots for the duration of a long rest. 
900 GP, weight 1. Hey, already better on the stats than this one. A hasted creature may make one extra attack with any weapon he is holding. The attack is made using full base attack bonus plus any modifiers. A hasted creature gains plus 1 on attack rolls, AC, and re reflex saves. Plus 30 movement to a max of 2 times normal speed counts as enhancement bonus and increases jump distance as normal. Um, and lasts 10 rounds. So this is actually not that bad, but um, enhancement bonuses are not a thing in 5e. This person is clearly coming from Pathfinder. Mm. Enhancement bonuses, morale bonuses, luck bonuses are all Pathfinder things. But honestly, this is just boots that give you haste, but with none of the drawbacks. It just it, it seems like he just took thing. Um, it also doesn't even... Oh, no, it gives you everything with... Um, I, that haste. This is. <laughs> it's I, I don't know, it, but it's um. I honestly, I, 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 I this is not, 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 not that bad. Like, right. I, I, I would make it cost more, but wait, 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 wait. It says wait one. Yes. Wait one of what? One pounds. One what? <laughs> just one. Well, just one. Just one. One banana. One banana. They're, they're, they're very light. They're like yeah. running shoes, basically. It, if you can have a scroll of haste, then the, this is it's the same thing. It's because, uh, what, haste uh, lasts one minute. Yeah. And so that, that's 10 rounds. And this is fine. <laughs> I don't know. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, let's see what we got here. I'm going to go back a page. How's that me treating you? It's, it's good. I'm sipping. It's uh, when yeah. I remember to. It's um, kind of spicy, you know? Just not smelling when I uh, when I drink. Sure, it. I sure. gotta I gotta hold my breath. It just it is it just gets right in your nostrils. <laughs> Whew. Sword of effects. Oh, I gotta see this. All right, one. let's see what the sword of effects is. Better have effects. Uh, it's legendary. Once you are holding the sword of effects, you gain dark vision if you are not a size larger than medium. Also, uh, when you attack, you automatically hit if your target is not a a commoner, but only if it hasn't attacked you yet. When you hit a target, the target fa falls prone, is poisoned, blinded, charmed, deafened, fatigued, <laughs> frightened of you, and all of your allies, incapacitated, paralyzed, stunned, petrified, and suffers exhaustion. Any resistance the target has becomes an immunity while being attacked by the sword of effects. Instead of dealing 1d4 damage of fire slash lightning slash psychic, excuse me, I'm going to burp, uh, slash poison slash... Uh, what's it? Ne necrotic? Uh, slash four slash acid slash cold. Roll eight d4. Have the damage rounded down of fire slash lightning slash psychic slash poison slash necrotic slash four slash acid slash cold. Proficiency with a great sword allows you to add your proficiency um, as you might expect. Okay, I take it back. This is. I have. All, I have the power. To have all the powers I want. <laughs> this is pretty amazing. So, so when you stupid. when you hit you said when you hit a target, not even if you have like a critical hit or anything, uh, the target is prone, poisoned, blinded, charmed, deafened, fatigued, frightened of you and all your allies, incapacitated, paralyzed, stunned, petrified, and exhausted. That's uh, amazing. <laughs> I mean, is there anything we missed? No, I think I think that's almost all the conditions. I either. Okay, man. That's that's great. Any resistance the target has uh, becomes an immunity while being attacked by the sort of effects. So, I, 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 I guess that's cool. I guess. So, what does that mean exactly? It is just it, means that you're like if you're if you're resistant to being deafened, then you 
then you're immune to you're immune the definite effect. If you're resistant to fire, you're... okay, your cool effect sword now has a giant drawback. If you're making an overpowered weapon, I, I, I get. I mean, is it though? I mean, it, it does everything else kind of damage, so it doesn't really like. Right. What does it matter? Or, or is it a D four of each? Fire, lightning, psychic, poison, necrotic, force, acid. Cold. Well, how many is this? Is eight? One, two, three, four, yeah, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, so so eight d four. So you roll eight d four. That's convenient. Eight d four. First of all, that's really <laughs> bad for a great sword. A great sword is base two d six, right? Which is kind of the best damage in the game. Um, and I, I I hate that the great sword is the only item that has two d six. Yeah. Um, because it just really um pigeonholes anyone who wants to be a two handed weapon there's so many cooler items than a great sword and right but it has such good attack that yeah, you can't it, choose it, anything else well it, uh um probability wise you're all you're gonna roll higher with 2d6 than you will uh d12 sure ah i don't know this is such a this is such a weird thing i mean it makes perfect sense it's just like what's like a sword that's way too powerful but like <laughs> yeah again there's no talk about the damage besides like it's like effects right yeah. what about the, like it's a sword right i assume it's not blunt you get hit by a sword it's gonna hurt so where's that in here it's instead it's 8d4 yeah it's it's a weapon it's a weapon it, it certainly is that it, all right there's one more on here i see that has a lot of views it's the bone gauntlet that sounds cool your strength score is 20 while you're wearing these gauntlets they have no effect on you if your strength is 20 or higher without them. Allows you to use resurrection as if you had all the components. Made of interlocking metal rings, chainmail uh, includes a layer of quilted fabric worn underneath the mail to prevent chafing and to cushion the impact of blows. The suit includes gauntlets. Okay. Uh, how, uh, okay. So you extra strength for these, uh, these bone gauntlets. It, it just... Is just this made of bone? Is pay, that why? Yeah, also just... Pay, the, pay the resurrection tax. <laughs> What's the it, resurrection tax? I, it's like it's gold or an item that costs a lot of gold that's consumed mm -hmm. at, um during like uh, casting spell. But if you're at a point where resurrection is really necessary, you have the money, you yeah. have the materials. Like, oh wait, but they do prevent uh, chafing. That's true. Hey, actually, I take it back. That's this item is definitely allowed in any game. Yeah, we're, we're, we finally solved that big problem that uh, 5e overlooked. <laughs> Those chafing weapons, man. <laughs> I hate taking chafing damage every turn. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine, like, you're, like, you're getting, like, worn down by some boss or something, and then, uh, like, you go under because you take, like, three points of chafing damage. I just imagine a dwarf has band-aids on his nipples because his, his armor is just shaking. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ankle cleaver. Let's see what that one is. I'm going to break your ankles, man. This is a great sword. Another great sword. Um, the cleaver has crafted was crafted by gnomes that have a knack for battle. They use their size to their advantage, aiming for weak spots on most larger creatures. Oh, I see. That's why it's the ankle cleaver. I like it so far. When using this cleaver, you have a plus five bonus when, when targeting a creature's ankles or lower legs. Also, this form of targeting does not impose its disadvantage. 
when you hit the, with the cleaver, a target must succeed on a strength saving throw or be knocked prone. If a creature is knocked prone this way, you can attack the creature once more without costing you an action. Proficiency with a great sword allows you to add your proficiency, as you might expect. Okay, this, this item's actually pretty cool. Um, I, the this is that... way overpowered to me. Are you kidding me? You can hit people twice if you knock them prone. No, 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 no. It's actually not not that overpowered. There's one thing. There's a couple things I would change though. I I would take away the targeting because targeting really isn't a thing in 5e. I would say if you attack a creature um, a, a size larger than you sure. or more, um, which makes more sense because this is meant for fighting things bigger than you. I would take down the plus five. That's uh, there's no real weapon that gives you a plus five bonus. I the max I would say plus three on it, but. Uh, it, 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 you must may uh, they they must may succeed on a strength saving throw. If you're a gnome using this, your strength it, like the, the DC is not going to be that high. So it, when it does get uh, um when when it does uh go off, it doesn't it, matter. I see. It, it, it is pretty hype, but I wouldn't make it cost a bonus action. Right. Not uh, not just without an action, but it's 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 still pretty cool. There's a lot of hit effects especially on monsters that if you hit then this happens like for i believe dire wolves if their attack hits then a trip effect happens mm. and you have to make a strength saving throw and if they fail they're knocked prone so that's that's pretty cool i, I like that item it All just right. needs to be reworked it's also not clear if it's a great sword or if it's actually a cleaver oh if it's a great sword a gnome can't use it because great swords are heavy weapons and heavy weapons can't be uh, used by small, small I, I creatures. I think they're like all great swords uh, by definition have to be taller than gnomes, isn't that like the? the then thing? it's a long sword. Like you know, you know, like that's like the how they measure it, right? They bring it in a gnome when they're making the great sword. It's like, all right, is it taller than a gnome? Okay, it's a great sword. Uh, what about the saddle of cavalier? Negative uh, thirteen points. It's armor, uncommon. Uh, cannot be dismounted while equipped to mounted beast. Any attack at disadvantage while saddle being worn. Uh, the breastplate and shoulder protectors of this armor are made of leather that has been stiffened by being boiled in oil. The rest of the armor is made of softer and more flexible materials. This item is not as good as they want it to be. <laughs> well, no, it's just they, they, because there's an implication here. Yeah. So I um I played Star I played Starfinder and I I played a mechanic who rode its drone and I crafted a seatbelt on uh, uh, on it so I wouldn't get dismounted. Sure. And I thought I I thought I was so clever. Well, my mm -hmm. DM taught me one thing that I was not. Uh, I got knocked off a cliff and I tried to bow out <laughs> and I was stuck and I fell and fell and fell oh my god and fell. uh th this item just seems like he's playing a cavalier he didn't want to be dismounted he goes ha ha i found a way right but a magic item I mean, at least yours is clever where like you have like a seat belt right like oh you put something in there you've you've crafted this in a way that like uh allows for this so this this is just literally it's just cannot be dismounted that that's uh that's just how it works Guys, or people, <laughs> negative things happening in D&D are fun. Right. If you want to be knocked off. If something bad happens or something negative or something that you didn't want to happen creates drama, creates stress, then it makes it more memorable, makes it more fun. It's okay for bad things to happen. 
It's just fun that way. Oh, man, this meat just sneaks up on you. <laughs> it really does. It just sits on your tongue, too. I'm going to be tasting it for years. All right, let's, let's move to the ring of OP-ness. Oh, great. This ring has 100 charges. Hey, at least we know how many charges it has Oh, wait, wait. Now. To attune to it, you have to tell the ring your life story and talk to it regularly. Oh, I love that. That's pretty good. I, I like that, too. I really like that. Um, at any time, you can expand a charge, expand a charge to cast any spell. You may also expend a charge to instantly deal 200 damage amongst any creature in front of you for your action. You can throw the ring on the ground to create a building of any size and shape. It may have anything you like inside. You can expend <laughs> a charge to have the ring turn into anything for five minutes. Any time after that costs a charge. Okay, so I've, I'm of two minds here. My first thing, obviously, is it's is like a you know a player who is doing something. This this feels so overpowered. It feels like like it's um it's being sarcastic, doesn't it? It seems a bit tongue tongue in cheek, right? Like it seems like someone's like, oh, I'll just give you a ring of o penis, like just as like an elaborate joke, you know? I'm just laughing because penis. <laughs> that's good. If they did that on purpose, that's uh that's really funny. That makes it like ten times better. I love the, uh, you can have anything inside the building. Like, you can make a building in front of you of any size and shape, and it'll have anything inside. Just like, you could just summon any item of any size. Yeah. I, it's, it's OP. I, <laughs> can't disagree with that. I, if, if, if this is uh, a joke item... And satire, I'm all about it. But if they're... If, they're, if, they're... if someone's trying to pass this off, then... Come on. Wow, that's amazing. It has 100 charges. <laughs> that, so... Wow. You can do a lot of damage with 100 charges. You sh I mean, you can do literally uh, 20,000 damage. Because you can, you can do 200 damage amongst any creature in front of you. I, I, I don't... Not I, even within a range. In front of... Wow, I didn't... Yeah, as far as I can see. Right, as long as the world's Die. not as long as the world's not flat, you can target anyone in the world. I don't, I don't really fully understand the uh, the last sentence. You can expend a charge to have the ring turn into anything for five minutes. Any time after that, cost a charge. Didn't you just expend a charge? Right. Why, what's the what's the any time after that? That, you, that charge to charge. Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe to extend time. Oh, I think that's what that means. Oh, okay. if the, if you don't regain charges, then this is still bad. I don't it's know. still too much. So is, is, is that 200 damage? You it can literally me. build your own city. Whoa. They, 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 <laughs> why not? Everyone wants to build a city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's it's Sim City, but in a ring. Okay. Uh, I found another one on here that looks pretty good, which is the sniper rifle. Oh great! Another gun. <laughs> anti hey! anti miter rifle, and we got oh we got stats. We, we got, got stats. stats. I, I'm already about it. I, from what I've seen, this game, it's allowed. A we got it. A sniper rifle. A six D eight plus eight D ten radiant damage plus three magic. It's up to you to decide whether a character has proficiency with a firearm. Characters in most D and D worlds don't have proficiency. Okay, it says. Oh, that that's can... straight from that's yeah, straight yeah. from the okay, player's handbook. Um, wow! Not even a uh, a description beyond that. Radiant damage. That's interesting. Antimatter rifle. Where does it say that? Up here. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. But why is antimatter radiant damage? Is it antimatter a thing? No, but 
It can be. <laughs> it can be with enough imagination. But anti- if you have this item, antimatter. I don't know if I would classify that as radiant damage. Like radiant damage, I. What's the range in this thing? That's the only thing that really matters about a sniper. Oh rifle. shoot! You're right. Come on! <laughs> I was so excited. That, that's you were. You've just been. You've been so charitable, Kevin. You just want to give it anything you can have. It has stats. It has stats like actually formatted in a way that's understandable. <laughs> It, it's really broken and does Six a lot of damage. 6d8 plus 8d10. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. that's, that's a lot of damage. It's a lot. Uh, it's average, too much. Let's see. Average would be... 68. That's, that's, uh, 68 is... 6 times 8 is uh, 48, so that'd be 24. And 8d10 8D is uh, 80, so 40. So 40 plus 24 is 64. Plus 3. No. Not allowed. <laughs> 67 damage. What's the, what's wrong with 67 damage, Kevin? With unlimited range. <laughs> oh, man. All, that, all my plan, all, my two weeks of planning out the window. <laughs> oh, you brought a sniper rifle. Oh, well. <laughs> <sighs> oh, man. All right. This is one that also, also has a lot of views. Um, this is the Trumpet of the Trinity Warriors. It's a wondrous item, artifact. Requires he- attunement by a has-to-have-been-to-heaven-and-been-revered. Revered by an archangel either during or before the campaign. Campaign. So we're laughing because it's a campaign is spelled wrong, but it's, it's like <laughs> this is what I would call my <laughs> this is what I would call my new startup where we, we have a camera like a like a like a digital camera, like a like disposable camera that has a punching bag. <laughs> Or a, like a like a boxing glove in the in the lens. Oh, it's the no. campaign. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so far, this seems like a um, a can- uh, homebrew campaign specific item. Yes, you can use an. A- but yeah, that's hilarious. It's, it's like it's like very specific to a very specific type of person. So yeah, only one person ever can use it. Um, you can use an action to blow this horn. In response, three d twelve plus two warrior angels appear within sixty feet of you. Each roll of the d twelve counts as a single angel, and add three to each roll. That makes no sense. Oh, what? They use the statistics of a berserker. They return to heaven after one hour or when they drop to zero hit points. So it's used the horn. It can't be used again. I, honestly, I this it's a little complicated, but it's not like if, if, if once it's used, it's consumed. I I'd allow it. Um, it it already has the 3d 12 plus two so i don't understand the whole additional clause on that i would just take that Each out roll of the d12 counts as a single angel i don't yeah it doesn't make any sense no, that 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 should just go i i'd allow this you're literally it's a consumable you 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 call upon uh angelic warriors you have a quick arm you have a pocket army and then it's then it's used it's less only an hour so hours not that long time and and, and uh yeah but you summon 20 berserkers on average well, okay. Let's say you're uh, you're in a hot moment and uh, you're defending a castle from a siege, and you've been just been holding this artifact for a while. And it's an artifact, so it's not like it's a common item. Sure. And and it's situational. And so this is the moment you're using. You need you need an army to back you up. I don't know. This is actually pretty high. I mean, this item. is like Deus Ex Machina distilled into an item. <laughs> Have you played D and D? D&D is all Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> Let's see what the comments say. 
Uh, someone the the first uh, comment says this is just purely for fun. Don't remove, please. Yeah, no, I I, I like this item actually. I really like this. Sounds item. like something you would use in the most desperate hour only. Pretty nice. Exactly, exactly. I thank you, thank you, person. Thank you, comment. <laughs> I appreciate you. You affirm me. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, we'll bring the trumpet of Trinity Warriors into our next campaign, Kevin. Uh, hey, I don't say that. <laughs> All right, what else? Oh, the Ankh Shield. I remember reading this one. Okay. Ankh. Ankh, sorry. Ankh Shield. This is a legendary um, armor shield. Uh, requires attunement. While holding the shield, it protects you from any evil or blow. But anyone who uses the shield will be blind until you drop it. A shield is made of, from wood or metal and is carried in one hand. There you go. Uh, but, okay. <laughs> evil. What, what do you mean? Like... Any evil... But what, what does that mean? I, evil. Also, evil is is subjective. Like the villain of the game definitely doesn't believe they're evil. So, well, okay. Come depends on. on your game. Depend depends on the game. But like, like it, 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 is it is it based off of the perception of the wielder? So let's say like a um oh uh, a zealot, uh, um someone who who's a zealot and very uh. Um, righteous believes sure. all heretics are evil, but really it's just someone picking bread. But they're picking the bread wrong. Are they evil? Right. I don't know. Like people, just because. Yeah, be you, know, clear. you know what? Yeah. So you know, if I if I have the shield on, then I can't get any telemarketers. Uh, calls, <laughs> essentially, I'm protected Extended from all warranty. evil. Yes, I, I. You know, it's my personal belief as people are evil, and therefore uh, my shield, even though it blinds me, uh, protects me from that. An evil effect or blow. <laughs> I, li I like the idea that you're blinded. Okay, this item would be kind of cool. Well, I, 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 I like the blind aspect. If, if it has to be stronger if you're blinded. Because blind is really, if you're unless you're a spellcaster, blind really isn't that bad. Right, because you can still perceive pretty well. Yeah, it, it, it just means a uh, your attacks are at disadvantage and attacks are against you are advantage. So, this I, I would make this a plus three to your AC or plus four. Uh, make your AC, make your AC really um, really strong or make it an, acti um, an activated effect. So, base, it's, it's plus yeah. two, but when you activate it, you're blinded, but your AC goes up really high for what? A minute? This could this has the potential to be a really cool item. It just you, this well, person's okay. onto something. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think what you what would be cooler is if it like expelled some sort of radiant damage or some sort of light damage, mm -hmm, and that mm -hmm. like tied into the blindness effect, right? Where like you could you could shoot something out like you know at a, at a at some you know well, no, little no. distance, I... and um, uh, if you specified that it wasn't. Like any character that was aligned evil, maybe. Mm -hmm. That's fair. That's fair. I actually, I, I, I like that idea. I, you know, I, I would probably put any creature within five feet of the shield, um, is blinded unless you advert your gaze. Sure. There you go. And that that would be fun. That would be good. That'd be interesting. The, the per, this person's onto something. They just, it, it's not quite there. <laughs> yeah, There's a little more work there. All right. Let's see what else we got in here. Active camo armor. Oh, let's see what that is. 884 views. This is an armor, uh, leather, common. Uh, active camouflage, plus four to stealth rolls, plus two when attacking from stealth. Hidden downfall, 
Failing, I think it says falling, falling. a stealth check, uh, deals 1d4 plus 2 damage to you. The breastplate and shoulder protectors of this armor are made of leather that's been stiffened by bonded oil. Okay, that's just from the Floater's Hammer. Um, this just seems like another Pathfinder player. Yeah, yeah, it just it's a lot of a lot of numbers, bonuses to many different things that you have to keep track of. It just why the damage? The, t- the top comment says, you can't fall a stealth check, nor can you fail it, technically. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Eh. 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 Yeah. They're uh, not even onto something. Not, this is not, just not, not that good. interesting, honestly. It's, it's lackluster Come on, compared. Pass without, pass without Trace is the best. Oh, man. Don't get me started on I that. love Pass Without Trace. Oh, <laughs> I hate it as a DM. <laughs> it's so fucking good. It's just like... <laughs> Let's bypass everything because we can. I, I'm just the sneakiest boy that's ever lived. Why can't you just deal with that? <laughs> All right. The quarterstaff of the elder monk. Already too many words. All right. So um, it requires attunement by a monk. Must spend three days and three nights without food, water, or sleep to prove they can wield this staff. Once attuned, it cannot be used by anyone else until its co- current owner dies. Why? A ver- this is like the, el- the uh, Elder Ring. Oh, 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 okay, okay. A very powerful quarterstaff that was once wielded by an elder monk of a temple. He led his people in peace, yet was very powerful when time came for conflict. The weapon acts bound to their master once attuned to them. It gives benefits to the monk only after they prove themselves. If not being held by its master, the staff will stand upright to the best of its ability and will not move by any means. Proficiency with the quarterstaff allows you to add your proficiency bonus to the attack roll for any attack you make with it. Yeah. What does it do? What does it do? Besides is a good question. being an immo- immovable rod. It's an immovable uh, staff. Quarterstaff of the Elden Muck. Um, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like this Who item. has time for three days and three exactly, nights? Exactly. Exactly. Like... Food, no food, water, or sleep. Can you imagine just being like, Okay, guys, like, all right, today, I, you know, I've prepared a lovely campaign for you guys, right? We're going to go into the city, we're going to go out and discover something new, and one guy's like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to sit here for three days. <laughs> Everyone else is like, you know, off having fun, um, you know, discovering more about the story, and this, this guy is just uh, not eating, drinking, or sleeping. <laughs> How much alcohol is in this thing? I don't know. It doesn't say it's for sale. 15%? That's 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 not that's pretty average for a wine, you know? Average for a wine is 13. Mm. No. It's about it's around it's around 15. Oh my god, I'm <laughs> getting too old. This thing's hitting me. Like, it's hitting you. It's hitting you hard. All right, what else we got in here? Tardis. Tardis. It's a legendary wondrous item. It requires a tomb or by it's bigger on the inside. It's a time machine that's bigger on the inside. Notes, it's bigger on the inside. Okay. All right, well. All right, I guess that's um, a reference. It so is a reference. Good for them. We'll, uh, we'll allow it, I suppose. Additional sorcerer spells. Come <laughs> this <is> on. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. You couldn't even go over the name for it? <laughs> just like, just a ring that grants you extra spells? That's awesome. <laughs> I hate it. What about the uh, Aegis Staff? Is that how you say that? Yeah. Um, it's a quarter staff artifact. This staff is hewn from the femur of an adult dragon and imbued with protective magic from the elven deity Mithrian Ser- Serath? 
Zareth, yeah. Okay. As a reaction, if the wielder is currently holding the staff, they can spin it rapidly to activate its protective magics. During the doing this, cast the shield spell, which temporarily boosts the wielder's defenses. The staff has three charges and regains all expended charges each day at noon. And you can, of course, add your proficiency to it. All right. Yeah. That's that's. Yeah. I, I created an item like this. I, I like that. That's fine. It's just. Spin it rapidly. I, 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 I'd allow it. That's. There you go. Mm. That's that's fine. That's three uh, three shields charge, and that's it. Wait. It doesn't require attunement. Get out of here with that. No attunements. Just have to do it. Just got to do it. You just got to believe. You got to pick it up and start spinning. Just spin to win. Spin, 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 spin. It'd be cooler that if you spun it faster, if it gave you more shield. All right. I, I think I think we're going to start. I think we're going into actually like legitimate items. Yeah, we're starting to run out of ones. Let, uh, you want to go check out feats or? Sure, sure, sure. All right. Homebrew feats. Uh, let, me, uh, let me go to the filter. Hold on. Where is the advanced uh -huh. filter? None of my feats are going to show up. <laughs> Why is that? Because they're not negative 15. <laughs> the rating threshold. Oh, I can make this style. I've actually made this 100 on the other ones, so the other ones would show up. So, vaccinated. Negative 99 points. Oh, man. Okay, let's see if it goes higher than this. Oh, I, I can't do Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just putting as many zeros as possible. That way you can see how far it goes. Negative, negative 196 points. Let's go. Thousand, Thousand miles. miles. Let's see it. You may take this feat. If you are not greater than level four and have a constitution of nine or less. Also, you must have traveled through the wilderness on foot for 45 of the last 60 days or have traveled on foot from one known point to another thousand miles apart without your breaks. Sorry, without your breaks and traveled totally more than 15 days. Um, it adds to your constitution. Excuse me. This me just make me burp. Adjust all previous hit point totals to reflect your newest con new constitution. Adjust all your other stats that uh, that your weak constitution had affected. Oh, okay. It just it just adds to your constitu 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 cons constitution. Uh, so you have to have traveled very far um, on foot. There's no point to this feat because at level four you can choose between a feat and ability points, and you can put plus two to your constitution yep. without having to walk a thousand miles. And you know those additional bullet points? It automatically does this. There's no point to this. <laughs> I um. All right, let's see what the comments say. Um, this is uh pretty amazing, honestly. I mean, a thousand miles, and this is all you get, is like a slight boost to your constitution. Oh my god, this is just bad. Is this is um? This is real bad. Uh, yeah. The the first comment agrees with you, Kevin. That it is completely useless and actually worse than the existing rules. Um. Yep, so that, yeah, people are saying the same thing. Why? Also, why? Consequentially, more why. Did I forget to say why? <laughs> anyway, this is awesome. Um, a thousand miles. I'm going to walk. I'm going to be the man who walked a thousand miles just to get two plus two constitution. Oh, whoa. Adrenaline whoa. surge. That's Here we a go. lot of text. Negative 99. I, already hate, I hate it all. Prerequisite? Regories? What are regories? Let's find out. If I Google this, what happens? Um, I think it's a it's homebrew race. I think it's spelled wrong. Okay. What, what, Grammarly, I don't want to turn off my um, my odd blocker. I'm sorry. Need for particular purpose? No, that's requires. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think this, this is, this is indecipherable. 
Okay, let's go it's through this. Unknown language. <laughs> you have honed the art uh, if battle as if a dance. Ugh, the right. angrier you become, the more ferocious you are. A raging barbarian is child's play compared to your ferocity. I don't think that's spelled right either. When raging and have lost one quarter of your max hit point, it's health points. Ferocity. Ferocity. You, you enter adrenaline surge. Your movement speed is plus 30, and you have extra attack plus 1. When raging and have lost one half of your max health points, you enter adrenaline surge stage 2 and rega retain the benefits of stage 1. Your blows deal more damage. Add 2d10 to damage dice rolls. Your skin hardens like stone, and your AC is plus 2. When raging and have lost three quarters of your max health points, you would enter Adrenaline Surge Stage 3 and retain all benefits from Stages 1 and 2. Your attacks come in waves. Your bonus action can be used as an attack action. Your body dulls pain easily. Now you gain resistance to all non-magical damage. When raging and have dropped to zero health points, you enter Adrenaline Stage 4 and regain all benefits of stages 1, 2, and 3. And also, you hit 0 health points stage 4 starts, and instead of going down, you become regenerating health 2d12 every turn. Oh. Your perception of events unfolding is unparalleled. You have advantage on every check and all saving throws. Once you are no longer raging, the effects of Adrenaline Surge fades and cannot be attained again until a long rest is performed. Once Adrenaline Surge has faded, you do not suffer the, point, the one point of exhaustion from raging you would normally suffer. Instead, you five points of exhaustion. You die. Um, five points of exhaustion. Kevin, can I you verify for the, uh, the people listening that I did actually pronounce every word in this? Yo, as we, it was written? You did. You did. First of all, this does not work as a feat. It is too complicated. There's too much. And no. So, okay, hold on. Um, I'm very confused. Okay. Oh, okay. You I actually don't hate the idea, first of all. I don't hate it. At first, I thought this was going to be dance fighting. Because he said, you're honed the battle of, uh, the art if battle as if a dance. You know, like, uh, what's your name in, um, Karen Gillian in, um, uh, Jumanji. I was thinking capoeira. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's Brazilian dance fighting. Oh, okay. Yes, the, the even better example. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So you lose it when you lose one quarter of your. So every time you lose a quarter of your health, you you uh, you get something. Uh, when you drop to zero, you don't fall over and you know go you enroll your death saving throws. Instead, you uh, uh, you you continue to uh, rage, um, and begin regenerating health. Every turn, it's it's crazy. a lot of health. Yeah, actually, more than like a normal spell. Well, okay, so, all right, so wow, let 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 let's let's break this down. Right. Um, this would actually work if it was its own barbarian subclass for a feat. Nah, it, it's it's a feat should do specific, easy to understand, clear cut things. Right. That enhance specific parts of your character or whatever you want in that sense this is just too much but if this was a subclass hey i'd be about it um the 2d12 is actually fine in the sense because uh because the the, the exhaustion points because five points of exhaustion is detrimental i don't know if six or five means death i thought it was five but 
hey, if you get zero hit points, you you keep going, but <laughs> once the combat ends, you drop dead. I, I, I don't hate this. This is a cool concept. Does not work. Well, you don't drop dead, right? Because you begin regenerating health. No. It rules is written. If you have five points of exhaustion or six points of exhaustion, you die. Really? Yeah. You just straight die. Dang. Let, let, me, let me look up. I think it's... Uh, Let's see. Points of exhaustion. Exhaustion. 5E. It's five, okay, so five points of exhaustion. Speed is reduced to zero. Six is death. Okay, okay, okay. Well, it's 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 still pretty rough because it takes a long rest to get one point of exhaustion. Out. So you really like go all out. So do yeah. you have a choice in whether you have you can use this or not? I I would make it a choice. Um, I this. But like the way it's written, it's like you don't have any. Like you're just like reacting. You know. Yeah. You you got an adrenaline surge. Right, and you just start acting like a berserker. I yeah, I, you know? there is a berserker class. Maybe this is an add-on to the berserker class uh, subclass. I don't hate this idea because it really just doubles down on the idea of being just a rage-filled barbarian and really just going until you can't go anymore. Yeah. But for a feat, super strong, super just too much. But as a subclass or potential like uh, a uh, barbarian class option, it has potential. All right, we'll do one more here, and then we'll, we'll do a little wrap-up here, Kevin. All right. The next one is called Can't Touch This. You've been pushed to the brink more times than you can count. As a response, your body has learned to automatically react offensively and defensively to a threat. Add plus 10 to your initiative. Add plus 3 to your speed. You have disadvantage on dexterity and strength saving throws. When you are wearing light or no armor and wielding no shield, your AC includes your class modifier and your dexterity modifier. You gain the monk class feature, Flurry of Blows. This ability can be used as a free action against an opponent who makes an attack against you. You are immune to the following effects. Grappled, paralyzed, petrified, prone, restrained, stunned, unconscious. Whenever a melee attack against you misses, you can move up to 10 feet away from the aggressor without provoking an opportunity attack. This movement does not count against your total amount per turn. On any initiative rolls, you can choose to strike any one enemy within 5 feet of you once for each weapon you draw before the fight begins. On your first attack of the combat, you may triple the damage dice to your weapon. This does not apply to sneak attack dice. Whenever you score a critical hit, you may also double your ability modifier when calculating damage. Your con bonus to health is doubled each time you level. Gosh, okay, I, I literally stopped listening to myself about after the third bullet. I hate this. <laughs> what does this even say? It's just like you can... Uh, you can't touch this. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun. Um, I know the song. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, this, this is just too much. A feat should maybe have two to three things that it does, and then that's it. Um. Yeah. No. Being oh OP is can be fun, but not fun for everyone. And hey, I'm a min maxer. I love min maxing as long as I keep it interesting. This is just. This is just too much. Like also like immune to restrain. Restrain is one of the few um conditions a DM has against players. Like DM mm. DM has a lot of options, but restrain is one of the like like top five options that can constantly be in the DM's toolbox to really just add difficulty to, um, to, to your players. Like I love throwing giant crabs at my players, 
And if they can't restrain, <laughs> there's no point to those the, the, those um creatures because those little snappy boys. They snap, and they if they hit your restraint, that's that's your that means you're grappled, restrained. You have no movement. You have disadvantage on attack rolls and advantage on attack rolls against you. Yeah, that's that. The, the DM needs that. So if you take that away as a player, you're just you're not making the game fun. And this, <laughs> if you want to be OP. Go play a different. Go play a video game. Go write a book. Like, don't play Five E. Then, like, allow yourself to fail. Yes. Allow yourself to have things happen to you. Also, you want another class's key ability without having that, that class? class. Yeah. Yeah. It's Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. The comments say, "How is it possible for you to be uh, immune from being unconscious?" Oh wait, I didn't even see that. Oh uh, man! Right there. Oh, so you can't drop dead. Got it. Or not drop, <laughs> drop unconscious. Somebody said, um, "You can't even pretend to sleep. You cannot lay down." <laughs> <laughs> you sleep standing up. That's great. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, this is ridiculous. I I don't even know what to say because I'm just kind of like a wash. I, I think this is a good one to end on because this is just ridiculous. This is this this covers everything. I think I I I, I think Five E should stay away from Five yeah. E is about simplicity and ease of access and fluidity. This just bogs everything. Now, this is just way too complicated. If you want to be complex, if you want to get to this level, go play Pathfinder. Go play a uh, three point five. Go play One E. <laughs> Don't play Five E. That, 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 that's one of the beauty about 5e is it's easy to play, and that's great. Right. It doesn't add all of this extra, like, complexity to it. I mean, it has a lot of complexity. Oh, yeah. It has, has its own complexity. But, but it's but all this other stuff, like, it allows a lot of freedom within it, you know, to yeah. do things where you don't need, like, strange things like this that just break the game. Um, no, I mean, what's interesting about this is, like, even though it's definitely demonstrating someone's initiative to go out there and create something and, like, bullet point and spell everything correctly for the most part – um, it's still like shows kind of a lack of creativity. Oh, for sure. You know, because they're not able, not able to think of a way out of a situation that are being put inside of. This is I don't want to fail. I'm incapable of failing, and right. you can't make me fail. Right. That's and that's not fun for the DM. That's not fun for the other players. That's only fun for you. Actually, that's not even fun for you. No, it's not. It's you think like you think like oh it's nice if you succeed every time but no it gets boring. Oh yeah. You have to have the um you have to be able to fail. It's it's so interesting when when things go wrong because you're then you're really pushed to to come up with new solutions. Um. Okay, so which ones do you want to add? The which ones of these are going to add to your own uh your own games, Kevin? Which uh, what's your favorite item of our list? Favorite item? Probably the trumpet. You like the trumpet? I, I, I like the trumpet. It's a very situational item. Sure. I can really just empower and uh, the players. A, a single person. No, not a single person. Like the whole party because it just it's, it's a pocket army. It and who doesn't army. like having a pocket army? But what I love the most about it, it's a consumable. I love consumables. I will give my players the most OP consumables because they can only use it once. And right. I'm okay with that as a DM. I, I, I love giving wands. I, I, so I, I, I started playing the game uh, in Pathfinder. Yeah. Actually, no, I think, well, what did I start with? I guess I technically started with 4E, but uh, actually, no. I started with 3rd uh, edition uh, with Neverwinter Nights. But 
Um, but I really hit my stride in Pathfinder, and they. Ha I don't. I forgot my point. Where you're, you're the thing's hitting me. Uh, you were gonna. Oh, consumables. You love consumables. Oh, right, right, right. One one thing that Pathfinder does that I like is wands are have like maybe 50 charges or like 10 charges and once you use them all they're done and you would have to go get more or go craft another one yeah and then you have it and, um and I, I like having consumables because it just gives players options and it makes overpowered items balance itself if it's a one-time use it's okay with it being overpowered because they can only use it once yeah and i love that no, because then it's like, it's, yeah, the game becomes when do you use it, right? Like, yeah. are you going to con be conservative and hold on to it until, like, past the moment when it's passed? Or, like, are you going to be patient? You know, like, do you have that ability or whatever? And then, the, of course, like, you can also you add in, like, your own character's attributes as mm -hmm. well. Like, oh, what would they do in the situation where they have an item that's so powerful, uh, but they can only use it one time or a limited number of times or whatever? Uh, in, in one of the games I play, um, I held on to, in 5e, I held on to a um, item called an oil of sharpness for I think 32 sessions and because it gave a, a, a for an hour it gave plus five to my attack rolls and yeah. I'm like oh I can only use this when I absolutely need it to and it came down to a moment where it, it was very tense uh, uh, moment where uh, we found the the uh, big bad evil guy on um, asleep in, in, in a ritual and we snuck up on them and this we had about uh 10 minutes to repair and i was like this is the moment yep. this is this is where it matters and i applied it and that it was a t it was a tough moment but it it, it it felt like it was earned it was earned absolutely and like it like all that patience wore off and like oh like finally i have a perfect opportunity to use it and like it turned out good in that situation mm -hmm. you know yeah, um, no. The 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 coolest moment for me having like a, a great item is I had like a, a like a item of uh, arrow of dragon slaying or mm -hmm, something like mm -hmm. that, and I I I critted with it. Oh, great. it was amazing. Oh man, <laughs> oh you had to feel on top of the world. That was it was the greatest feeling of all time. So like that's a. Um, you know, and I only had one of those, and like it wasn't even, it wasn't even the first time I attacked the dragon. Mm -hmm. It was like the second round, the uh, around like mm -hmm. my second turn against the dragon. So it just felt amazing that like I got so lucky on that. Like the one time I decided to use it, it's the one time I I hit it, um, and that was it. Like the dragon was uh, was almost dead at that point. So oh, that's that's amazing. It's uh, it's incredible, um, incredible feeling to have something like that. And yeah, obviously it would have been if I had ten of those, even it wouldn't have had the same effect at no, all. No, it wouldn't not be cool. Not. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, you know, it's it's a it's a fun game, um, but it requires a lot of thought and balance. And if you just put whatever you want in there, then you're going to end up with all sorts of stuff. But it is fun to talk about it because it is fun to talk about how, you know, it's a fun writing exercise to see how poor, um, you know, other writers are. But it's also like, you know, it's a... It gives you room for a constructive criticism, I, I think. Okay, okay. So actually, um, we've been critiquing Judgmental on a bunch of other stuff, and I think it's only fair that you uh, judge some of my stuff. Okay, okay. Um, How do so I find? I it? have a feet. Uh, in, in uh, feet. I can uh, search by. I can search by. Like, can you? By by name, I think. All right. I I I've mainly created monsters and a couple. Author. Of What's your author's name? Author Highway Pilot. Yeah. Don't look up the don't you're not allowed to look at the snail. You're fighting that right now. It's going to pop up. Okay, okay. I'm not looking at it. It's spinning. 
Spinning, spinning, Folks, spinning. Folks, it's spinning. Just wait for it to stop spinning. I, I think this is only fair because I, I definitely <laughs> tore into some people's stuff. There you are. There I am. Okay, those are only two. This is a feat. This oh, is these, the these are two feats, yeah. All right, which one are we looking at? Um, You can look at both. I, All right, I'm not, penetrating I'm, strike. I, do I have this one? I think I do. No, 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 no. The, you were thinking about it, but then you, this was too situational. And you didn't okay, want okay. You, uh, you've achieved a penetrating precision in combat, granting you the following benefits. Increase your strength or dexterity by 1 to maximum of 20. Once per turn, you hit a creature and surpass the creature's AC by 5 with an attack that deals piercing damage. You can automatically hit an adjacent creature behind it for half damage. Oh, yeah, I do remember this one. When you score a critical hit that deals piercing damage to a creature, you can do full damage to the additional creature. Uh, that's cool. So you have to. So if you uh, attack someone and you hit them for much higher than their AC, uh, then you get to attack um, a second creature. That's right. It is very situational because yet everyone has to be in a line, and you have to hit really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, it doesn't seem. I mean, it honestly doesn't seem very likely that I'm going to fight people that are. It, it was meant to be a wave clear. Uh, against yeah. like weaker enemies sure um that was no, fun it's cool okay unchained tabaxi i like this one all right let's check this one out because i have a problem with how jump is used and i don't think it's fair to the tabaxi tabaxi who lean into their primal selves are able to tap into abilities once granted to their feral ancestors you gain the following benefits keen smell the the you have a advantage <laughs> on wisdom. Okay, I gotcha. <laughs> checks, uh, wisdom checks uh, that rely on smell. Uh, dark vision with a range of 120 feet, and your speed increases by 10 feet, and your dexterity determines how far you can jump. Oh, interesting. So strength, it usually uh, your strength depends. It's uh, 10 plus your strength. I believe, and that's the distance you can jump uh, around. But you can't jump more than your movement speed. I, and I, I, I didn't think that was fair for tabaxis because tabaxis are ba are feline based. And when, when you look at like a house cat or a normal cat, they can they can jump, yep. but they don't seem they're, they're not the strongest. They're more grace than anything. And so I, I thought I thought that was this is a uh, tabaxi specific, obviously. Sure. Feet. Wow. Okay. No, it makes sense. You know, uh, you know, give the tabaxi some sort of, uh, um, the extra benefit. And yeah, I like that you have, um, specified that they have to lean into their primal selves. Um, you know, it's not just for any tabaxi. It has to make sense for that character. Absolutely. Very cool. Extra tabaxi benefits. Okay. Yeah. I don't have any, I'm, I'm not nearly as proficient as you are, Kevin. Um, <laughs> So I, uh, I don't have anything. I here. have made two feats. That's it. <laughs> that's that's all people need, really. I mean, that's what I've always said. They only need two, two feats. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I think that that about does it. Um, all right. So now that we've been drinking this mead yeah. for the past, I don't know how long. It's about um, 79 minutes. Nice. What's your, what's your take now that we've... Uh, Drink two I, thirds of the bottle. It tastes good. I I do like the taste of it. It's a it's a little bit, it's like not good to just drink by itself. I definitely feel like I need my throat is dry a little bit. You yeah. Know? It feels like I've been eating honey. Yeah. Um, but it tastes. I mean, you're right. It doesn't smell nearly as good as it tastes. It tastes way better. It's very sweet. It's very um, kind of relaxing. I definitely I, would have it with the steak. Yeah, definitely. I uh I I would definitely. I've been sipping on it. You know, kind of lightly. 
over the last hour or so. So I, I don't feel like I'm screaming that big of a buzz, but definitely is doing something. <laughs> Absolutely. Very cool. Okay, Kevin. Well, thank you again for uh, joining me on this adventure. Very experimental episode here. I'm uh, glad to be here. And uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun. So uh, thank you. You're welcome. All right. Let's uh, end it there.